Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. This week we are talking about packing up, going home from the hospital with your baby for the very first time. And if you've been enjoying our past episodes, feel free to share it with your friends. We would love for them to start listening too. Now, Amanda, we have seen countless movies about going home, you know, where somebody has a baby and then they go home from the hospital and there's all these stereotypical things of the dad's driving, the mom's in the back, the mom's yelling, you're going too fast. The dad's like, I'm not going moving at all. And there's honking. Is this what happens? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it is what happens, kind of. So the reason why we decided to do this episode today is because if you follow Own It Babe uh, and Own It Dad, uh, Rini and Sean, they just had their little baby Zoe. And I was kind of watching uh, what was happening with them bringing their baby home from the hospital and having a bit of a laugh because I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what happened with us, right? <laughs> And of course, on television, the movies, like, they kind of make a bigger deal than what actually ends up happening. But I, I thought uh, it's definitely worth talking about because there's things that you kind of expect and then things you kind of don't expect about bringing your baby home from the hospital. What was your experience bringing the boys home? So with the boys, I uh, ended up spending a few nights in the hospital because I had a C-section. So obviously I had to... Um, recover a little bit from that and uh, they need to make sure everything's okay and with the boys I had high blood pressure so they had to get my blood pressure down before um, I could leave the hospital so I ended up spending half the day the day we were able to be discharged waiting for a doctor to come and say I could leave the hospital so it was kind of comical because my in-laws wanted to come down and see the, the boys again. And uh, my father-in-law is actually a twin. And so he was bringing his twin sister down to meet the boys too. And so they went out for lunch and then they were like kind of dragging their heels thinking that we would get home and they could bring uh, aunt Leslie over to see the babies. And, uh, Anyways, I ended up not getting discharged till later. So they ended up coming to the hospital and then finally the doctor comes in and there's all these people in this room and he's like, they're like, okay, you can go home now. And then it was like, oh, okay. And um, 
So we had already gotten the boys dressed in their coming home outfits, which uh, the tradition in my family is the, the grandma, which my mother, uh, they go out and they buy an outfit and they usually knit a little jacket. So my mom uh, doesn't knit, but she crochets. So she went out and bought these uh, fancy dress shirts and overalls and then she knit them little jackets. No way. She did. I, no, she didn't knit it. She crocheted it. Yeah. Hold on. The boys went home in essentially suits. <laughs> yeah. It was, they were little cords. I still have them. Cords with like little red suspenders. And it was like kind of like a pinstripe shirt. It was really cute. Oh my goodness. So luckily my mom, she came to the hospital. She got them all ready. And then when my in-laws were coming, my parents were like, well, we'll leave because there's going to be way too many people in this room. And so they left, and then finally my in-laws are there, and the doctor's like, okay, you can go home. So then we had to kind of like pack everything up and get ready to go home. So I felt like I had like this huge entourage, because it was me, Keith, my mother and father-in-law, and, and his aunt taking these two little babies home. And of course, I couldn't lift them, because I had a C-section, and... I'm like shuffling through the hallway all the way downstairs, well, like down the elevator, going outside. I remember at one point feeling like I was going to pass out because like I had walked around, but I hadn't really walked far. Not that it was hugely far, but it was far enough. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt like I was going to pass out. And I remember actually having to like stop for a minute. <laughs> And kind of like catch my breath. And um, I think at that point, he's like, okay, I'm going to bring the car around. So he brought the car around so I didn't have to walk all the way through the parking lot. And then uh, uh, we got into the car and we put both boys in. And oh, I should mention, before you leave the hospital, the nurses have to check to make sure you know how to put your baby in a car seat. Mm -hmm. right you probably had that happen too uh no you didn't no we never did we had to do um oxygen tests in the car seat with Freya um and then but they would have seen you strap them in then yeah they if saw they had us, to do the test they, yeah yeah well the test was done prior to her being discharged um because they had to check her oxygen saturation levels while in an, a car seat to see if she was able to continue breathing outside of like in that position. Um, but they, the nurses helped us. They taught us how to put her in the car seat. And because she was so small, we had to take out a whole bunch of like the shoulder pads and everything. So they actually showed us a trick of like rolling up a receiving blanket to support the neck and head. So, um, because you can't add like any pillows or anything, like any of like the newborn cushions or anything, nurses don't, the, the uh, postpartum and NICU nurses don't like that. You're not supposed to. And so, um, but one thing that you can do is a rolled up receiving blanket to hold to keep their head straight so that their ox like their airways are open so we learned how to do that and but then hold on. so they would have seen you like you had to actually put her in strap her in so they would have seen to make sure that you could 
No, they put did her it. in a car seat. They taught us. They told like they did it for us and taught us. Oh, interesting. Because we, we actually had to like put the baby in and do it all up properly. And then they gave us the okay before we could walk out the doors with the babies. No, we did not. Like when that was prior and then, uh, and like we took notes on how to do it. And then once we got, like when she got discharged, like it was just like, okay, bye. (laughs) Well, that's just it. Like as soon as you do get discharged, that's what it's like. It's like, okay, see you later. And then you're like walking out of the hospital with these these babies right Mm -hmm. or well baby or babies yeah and then like you get to the car and like Keith put us all in and he he was driving it was like the slowest most cautious drive of his entire life (laughs) and um then we uh drove all the way home and my parents had bought blue balloons to put out in front of the house. So we drove by and we saw all our, our balloons out in front of the house. Uh, and then we actually park. We have an old house. So we have a lane way at the back that we park. And so uh, we drove back and his parents followed us back and then uh, got the babies all out of the house and took some pictures with his parents and his aunt. And they, you know, everyone held the babies and then. Uh, after they left, my parents came back over, did some more holding the babies and stuff. And then um, when my parents left, Keith and I were like in the house, just the two of us with these two babies. And then we're like, okay, now what? Like, we're like, we don't know what to do. So um, luckily I had this amazing nurse who also had twins who totally coached me through the twin thing like she gave me the pep talk she put them on the schedule for us she's like okay when you get home this is exactly what you're gonna do and it was because of her and her kind of like mapping things out for me that I actually felt confident once we got home that's awesome yeah was did that nurse have did that nurse have dark black hair no, uh, she had blonde hair. Yeah. And she, she was great. She like, uh, was like showing me how to hold the twins for breastfeeding so I could do it both at the same time. Although I didn't actually end up breastfeeding and yeah, she totally got me on the schedule. She's like, this is how you feed them at night. She gave me basically the rundown of how to do things. And to be honest with you, I had read so many books and I had really researched everything But then like, it was kind of like once the babies were born, I like was like having this panic attack as to like, what am I going to do? Even though I was like so prepared. Right. And then, yeah, she just, she was amazing. And she just calmly like told me, this is exactly what you're going to do. You're going to be great. Like, like I really did feel like she was a coach (laughs) because she was like totally pep talking me. Like I had all these notes that she had told me how to do things. She was awesome. And unfortunately when Caroline came along, I asked for her and well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, she uh, apparently she was part-time at our hospital and part-time at another hospital, but she got full-time at the other hospital. So she wasn't at our hospital anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it really is kind of like the movies the movies kind of like heighten what happens but there's definitely the slow driving and the what the heck are we doing now part right yeah 
And I know your experience was different than mine because I had the babies, I was at the hospital, and then we all came home together. Whereas because you had preemies, you didn't go home with the babies. You went home before them. Yeah, you're right. My experience was slightly different because the first time I went home, my first going home experience, I, with both Freya and Finn, I left empty handed. And so like meaning that the babies were still at, at, in the hospital and um, like with Freya, she was at our hospital and the nurses, because I had tried, there was a room, a ward room with three other people. So four people in the room uh, for the nursery um, for moms who are discharged as patients. And then but they still have babies in the nursery. You could go into this, you would get a bed in this ward. And so I tried the first night and I stayed there and it was, it was horrible. There was a couple across the curtain from me and they were trying to share the bed and their baby was there in and out because it wasn't in the nursery the whole time. Like Freya was, they were allowed to take, bring it in with them. They just needed some monitoring. But like they were fighting, oh, they were fighting all night about sharing this bed and trying to find space. And it was just, it was horrible. I didn't get any sleep. So my mom talked to the nurses about it and they were like, yeah, we know what you're talking about. You know, they're being sent home today. They're being discharged. Uh, but like the nurses and my mom said, like, you have to go home today. Like you need sleep tonight. Even if it's just for a couple of hours, you need to go home. And so the first night, Peter drove me home. And it was like the hardest walk I've ever had to. It was one of the hardest walks I've ever had to do. It was like walking out of that maternity ward, leaving her behind me. And I remember Peter like walking ahead of me and me saying, you need to come back to the, like when we were trying to, get, we were getting to the elevators. And I just said like, I need you to hold my hand because I don't think I can leave with, without uh -huh. her. And so he held my hand and then I was like, you also need to slow down, like pay attention to who you're helping, slow down your pace. Cause Peter walks really fast. When you just had a baby. Yeah. And, I know it was uh, a few days ago, but you still just had a baby. And uh, I was like, slow down your pace. And also, but I do remember saying like, you need to hold my hand and take me out of here because I don't think I can like propel myself out of the building. Um, and then I, um, one of the volunteers was like, oh, like, I guess they had recognized me or they could tell that I had had, a, you know, that we were new parents. And one of the volunteers said, don't make your wife carry her bag. You need to carry her bag for you or for her. What? Because Peter, I was carrying my own bag. Peter wasn't carrying it. And so like somebody, and he's like, oh yeah, I have to carry your bag. Like that's what you, that's what dads do is carry the bag out for the mom. So that was kind of like funny and, but also it was extremely hard. And then the whole way home, I just cried. I, I cried the whole way home. Um, and I think that night I stayed home for maybe, maybe three or four hours. And then I was back at the hospital, but it was, and then I remember 
another time my mom driving me home and her saying like, isn't it crazy that you have a baby? I'm like, yeah, I have a baby, but it's still at the hospital and I'm not there with it, with her. And, and so that was, that was a really hard thing to swallow. And then, um, and yeah, so that was really hard. And then like with Finn, <laughs> um, I, it's so funny. Cause like with Freya, I could, I was like, you need to slow down. I can't walk as fast as you. And then again with Finn, um, we were leaving the hospital without him. Well, he had already left the hospital. He was in front of us. The trauma team was transporting him to the next hospital. And so he was being taken out. And so like we had quickly grabbed what little bag I had and we were following them, but we could only follow them to the patient elevators. And then we couldn't go any further. So like we waited at the elevators, closed the door, and then I started sobbing hysterically. And then I was like, okay, I kind of like pulled my, my, myself together and was like, okay, we have to go. And like, I practically ran out of that hospital because I had to go home, grab my stuff. And then we had to make it to the next hospital where he was being transferred to. So I, I, with Frey, I, I was like, slow down, slow down, slow down. I can't walk. And, I, and then with Finn, I was like, I got to go. Like I was running and I still, I was still frozen from part of my epidural. And, and that was a interesting drive home leaving the hospital because I was like four hours, four and a half hours postpartum with Finn and driving home and then to the next hospital and just being like, okay, we need to hurry up. We're not driving fast enough. Like we need to go. Um, so that was two very different going home empty, empty handed experiences. Um, and then for the first time, but, uh, like leaving with Freya was like, we left her. She was so small in her carrier, like four pounds. So tiny. She was teeny tiny. She really was so tiny and like I look at the picture of her like going home picture and like we did not have a great outfit like you did or anything like that like she had creamy pajamas that were way too big for her but like the buckle the chest buckle was so big on her and like in that picture that stands out to me so much like we packed her up and we went home but we didn't actually get to go home first because we had to go to the drugstore because we had to buy, we needed um, some more, we needed bottles because they didn't have bottles and needed uh, some more formula because we were using a special formula for her at that point. So had to go into shoppers and like quickly try and find the stuff I needed while Peter sat in the car with her. And like the whole time I'm driving, you know, like my arm was wrapped around the carrier and I had like my finger in that big hospital soother that has the finger hole that you can wiggle around to try and get them to latch so I'm like checking if she's breathing <laughs> and yeah it was uh but you're right when you walk in the door we didn't get any pictures or anything like I don't know or somebody took pictures and I've never seen them I don't know but we walked in the door and it was like oh crap we got a feeder and like half an hour so like trying quickly get things started because feeding took forever and and then you're like oh well what am I supposed to do with the baby now <laughs> like yeah you're like and then so like after the chaos of getting home going to the store to get the bottles and the formula getting home uh feeding her because that took forever and Peter 
actually, I have a picture of it. Peter was fed her because he was bottle feeding her. But at home, like, has our bags around us and like he's sitting on the couch and he has her in, her, in his arms and he's trying to feed her and get her to latch on the bottle. And it's such a nice picture because it's like all of a sudden calm, but there's like this level of stress in this photo of like, you need to eat, you need to try and eat. <laughs> like open your mouth and latch on the bottle. Like you need to try and eat. So it's, it's interesting. But then all of a sudden you're like, okay, like I have a sleeping baby what do I do now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned the bottle because the boys were obviously formula fed too in the hospital. And when we got home, they didn't like the bottles that we had because they were used to the small bottles that the hospital has, which the hospital actually, at least our hospital actually throws them out at their like single use bottles. Right. Yeah. And so had I been smart, I would have taken some of the bottles home with me um and so we're trying to feed these babies with these other bottles that we had purchased and they didn't like the the nipples or something about it and so my mom was like well I guess I gotta go to the hospital or something and like see if I can get some bottles from them and luckily my roommate from university who also has twins she was coming over to drop off a bunch of stuff and she had those bottles. So I actually ended up with some of them, but if not, we were going to have to go back to the hospital and say, Hey, can you give me a bottle? Cause they won't eat. Yeah. So we came home with a ton of those bottles. And for the longest time we were using those with Freya because like she was only getting like 15 mils. Yeah. 15 mils, like a feeding, like she was getting super, super tiny amounts. And like, that was, the smallest nipple that we could find, but they said, just go get it because eventually you'll, you'll need it. And I was, and now hindsight, I'm like, why did I have to go and get bottles that she wasn't going to use for another month? Like, why did I have to do that on the way home? But the the nurses told us, so I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, we'll do that. And also too, another thing about like our going home with Freya was it was day four. Like she got just, we, she was in the hospital for four and a half days. So it was day four of my postpartum life. Oh, so, the crash. Yeah. It was, I was already really struggling because my hormones were crashing, crashing, crashing hard. And I was so stressed and so like overwhelmed with everything because I was not expecting to be discharged that day. It was, and like you brought it up a really good point of like, it's like you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting for someone to say, okay, go home. And then all of a sudden it's like, go home. And that was exactly what was with us because we were totally blindsided with taking Freya home. Because originally, like when we had her, they'll be like, oh, she's going to be here in the hospital for like six to eight weeks. And then it was down to a month. And then it was down to two weeks. And then... Next thing we know, four and a half days later, we're going home. And like, we were not prepared, overly prepared, because we thought maybe in a couple of days, because uh, it was a Thursday, on the Wednesday, her doctor, her pediatrician said, um, bring the car seat in, because I want to do a car seat test. And that was where they test her oxygen level, saturation levels in the car seat. 
for an hour. So you had to keep it above 98%, I think, or 97. Yeah, 98%, I think. And um, the nurse was like, oh, that's a good sign when you have to do bring the car seat in because that means you will be going home in the next like week. I was like, okay. And then the next day he was like, he came in at like probably 11 for his rounds and he came in and he was like, so you ready to go home? And I was like, totally blindsided. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, like Peter's at work. Um, like my mom is here and my in-laws were coming from coming back from vacation because they had, were driving back when like they were on vacation when I had her. And so they were coming that day to see her. And I was like, and I could see them driving through the parking lot because my room overlooked the ward overlooked the, the parking oh, lot. Yeah. And so I could see them in the parking lot. I'm like, this is all happening now. And I'm like trying to call Peter and say like, she's coming home now. And he's like, but I'm at work. And I'm like, what would you like me to do? Like, so that on top of my hormones, it was just an absolute chaos gong show of, I'm not ready for this. Well, and we should mention that the hormone crash around day four is very, very common. Like I had it where I was sobbing over Porter had really bad reflux and some of it came out of his nose and, um, my sister was there with me and all of a sudden that totally set me off. Like it it can be something small that just completely sets you off. And I just started bawling my eyes out and my sister looked at me and goes, what's wrong with you? Cause it was just so uncharacteristic of me, but it was the hormone crash. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know we've had this conversation before where no one had ever really mentioned to us that you were going to have this crash of hormones where like you would just like, ball your eyes out and be you know completely I don't know I was emotional overcome I was emotional but I was like really really angry that was my emotion I was overwhelmed and it turned into like kind of frustration and anger not so much I cry but it was more of a like everybody is pissing me off. Everybody needs to stay out of my way. I can't deal with you because I'm so stressed. I'm overwhelmed. Everybody, like even just your breathing in my general direction is making me mad. That's how I felt. That's how I remember feeling that day. Yeah. I didn't remember feeling mad. I remember feeling, um, not, not sad or anything, but just like, overwhelmed almost right you know how sometimes you're overwhelmed and then like you just it just brings you to tears well it was kind of like when I saw that happen like because he had been spitting up and then when I saw it come out his nose it just like made me sob right and I think part of it was I was a little bit worried because I was like oh my gosh I just saw my baby you know projectile vomit everywhere including coming out of his nose and then um you know, the other part was just like overwhelmed, lack of sleep, all the hormones, you know, recovering. And, you know, it was just, it was a lot. But then I know that happened at the hospital. And then once I was home, I was okay. But, you know, we've always made sure that I got lots of sleep because Keith and I both need know that I need sleep. And uh, I know you need sleep too. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Everyone needs sleep, but some people need it more than others. Right. So I was definitely overwhelmed. Absolutely. I was overwhelmed with too many people. I felt like I felt a little claustrophobic with the space because it was like curtain and partition. And then at that point, there was only one other mom in the ward with me. So there was only two of us in a room for four. Um, but I was just very overwhelmed. Absolutely. That's a really good word. But my overwhelm turned into kind of outward hostility uh, towards people. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, I need to be happy about this, but feeling that overwhelm, that hostility of, and actually, um, and I remember, cry- I remember crying at one point, but it was just because I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not prepared. Peter's not here. And we actually waited around for a while because Peter was like, okay, I'm leaving work. Like I'll come to the hospital. Cause he wanted to be involved in like Freya coming home for the first time. He wanted to drive us home oh, of course, because we were under the impression that we were going to be in the hospital for a while. He was still working and just coming to the hospital at night. Um, and then he was going to take some time off once we were home to be with us. But we were not prepared in any way, shape or form for her going home on that Thursday afternoon. So like we just kind of hung out for a bit and then like had, and then we were just like, okay, like, bye. It was very overwhelming. And then it was very interesting going home. I don't know if you felt like this going home with Caroline, but like bringing Finn home. um, It was, you know that how we said like when we got home with the boys and Freya it was like you get home you're like okay like now what I felt like there was more of a purpose going home with Finn the second time because we were going home to like bring him to Freya she had come to see him at the hospital had seen him in the isolate but she had never been able to touch him she'd never been able to like be anywhere near him because he he was always in the isolate and um I felt like going home with him there was less of the like what do we do now because we were going home to Freya and my parents and my parents were going to take Freya up to the cottage for the weekend because it was uh the long weekend and they were going to take her and so that we had some settling in time with just Finn. Uh, but it was very important, especially to Peter, that Freya met Finn. Like she saw him and didn't go to the cottage and then come home and have a baby. Like she, he wanted, he wanted Freya to meet Finn in person and then go to the cottage and then come home and have him again. Um, so it was, I felt like there was more of a purpose and less of like a, what do we do now? Did you have that with Caroline? Yeah, kind of. I know. So when Caroline went home from the hospital, my parents brought the boys and all of us went home together. So we packed the boys up and Caroline and put all the kids in Keith's truck. And then I remember pulling away from the hospital thinking that my family felt complete. Wow. Funny, eh? Like I always... Even when I was pregnant with her, like I knew that I like I just something told me that we were done um, having kids, which we had already decided we were done anyways. But 
putting her in the car with the boys and driving away from the hospital, our family just felt complete. I think when you have older kids, you going home, you're right, there is a different purpose because when it's just your first baby, you don't really know, you've, you've never been a parent before, right? So you're just trying to figure things out. Whereas when it's your second child, you've already done it once before. So you kind of know what you're doing in that department, but you're also caring for older children. So there's kind of that dual purpose. And I think the learning curve that comes once you add another kid to it is learning how to balance everything. And I know uh, once Caroline was born, figuring out how to balance having a baby with having toddlers. Yeah, there was a, a definitely a learning curve. And I've talked about like, I found it harder to bond with her. And I think part of that was because the boys consumed part of my attention span, right? So like, whereas with the boys, you could bond really easily because I was so focused on them. But whereas with her, she was just kind of like brought along and so much attention was put on the boys because I'd have to like, not that I didn't have to feed her, but I would, I could sit on the couch and feed her. Whereas with the boys, there was more to it, right? Like preparing lunch, preparing breakfast, preparing all sorts of things, entertaining them a little bit. And so I always felt like it was more of a struggle bonding with her. And I think that was part of it. And then, yeah. And now she's two and she's all, she's definitely part of the gang. Right. So that's actually, it's, that's one of the reasons I look back at kind of how we did it, bringing Finn home to have Freya here. We could see her. It was important for me to be able to see her at home because she had only seen me at the hospital for weeks. Um, she would come after daycare, Peter would bring her because her daycare was just across the street from our hospital once we got back to the hospital. So like I could look out the window and see the building she was at. Um, so like, it was nice to be able to see her, but then it was really important to see her. And then it was very nice that my parents were able to take her up to the cottage and then she could have, she had a great week, like she had a great weekend away the cottage doing lots of fun all the attention was on her her baby cut her cousin was there with them and and it was very nice for Peter and I to just be able to sit and focus on Finn and kind of reflect on the fact that he was home with us and he was okay for the most part of what we knew um because like he still had a bunch of testing that we would have had that we you know, unknown testing that we were going to be exploring. Um, but like the fact that he was home with us was a really big deal. Um, and it was a really nice piece just to be able to focus that attention on Finn, as well as have let me relax at home because I was, I was still at the hospital with him. And no matter how comfortable your hospital bed is, not comfortable. <laughs> There's no place like home. Like it's just you come in and you're like, oh, I'm home. And so it was really nice to be able to know that Freya was having a blast and like we would call her and everything, but not have to worry about having to integrate and, you know, multitask and just be able to focus on Finn like he was a first baby almost. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, it was 
it was a nice quiet week. Like I remember it being pretty quiet for us bringing a second baby home. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you wouldn't have to worry about the first one, right? No. So it was it was nice to be able to like bond with him that way. Is there anything that you wish you had done bringing the kids home? They had the cute outfits. Yeah, they all had the cute outfits. Not really. Caroline had balloons waiting on the porch for her. Actually, with Caroline, no one knew if we were having a boy or a girl. So all the neighbors were excited to see the balloons out. They're like, we were waiting for the balloons to be put on the, the front steps. Oh, that's so, that's <laughs> yeah. so nice. Yeah. So uh, all the neighbors knew that it was a girl. It would have been nice if like the I felt like I was rushed with the boys out of the hospital and things were kind of chaotic but with Caroline things were a little bit calmer even though we had the other two that we were taking home with us and uh, once we got home with Caroline I know uh, we did take it easy or easy enough for having the other two but that was when they really got a bond with her because even though my parents would bring them to the hospital when I was in the hospital because I was there for what two or three days you're there three days yeah they would come every day but they were still only there for like half an hour so like the boys that was when they really got a bond with her yeah because they would they would hold her and that's why it was important for Peter to like he really had it in his head very important to have Freya like meet meet Finn because like she was there for like 10-15 minutes a day yeah. It's, yeah. And it's totally different. Right. Yeah. So, but like, I think what new moms and I definitely fell into this category with the boys, what you don't understand is that yes, you can do lots of research and prepare and stuff and all that knowledge will do you good. Um, but then like when it actually comes to it and you're at home with your new baby you kind of have to go with the flow and things are going to pop up and you're not going to know things. And, you know, that's kind of why you and I decided to do this mommy mentorship program, which if you've been listening to the podcast, we talked a little bit about it. Um, But I just want to mention it now because we really kind of poured all our thoughts and ideas of uh, what we would have needed in the first year of having our first children in particular. We do actually have uh, one mom so far in the group that is on her second baby. Every time you have a child, there's a learning curve. So second and third babies, totally welcome. I know for me, I think I was completely naive and thinking that, oh yeah, I'll just kind of like go with the flow because I totally go with the flow, but it was way harder than I anticipated and so I think there is something to be said of going through motherhood with a group of women who are in the same stages as you because you have the support you need the information you need and you are gonna thrive and do an awesome job so we just want to help you we want to pour all our resources and show you lots of love because nobody mothers the mom like even your own mother doesn't remember what it's like to have a baby. So at least our moms didn't. No, Uh, Um, word for word was, I don't know. I don't know what I did. Yeah. I think my mom was, last time I had a newborn was 30 years ago. So, so that's the thing. Like 
nobody mothers the mom yet. Every time a baby is born, a mother is born too. And so whether it's your first baby, your second baby, your third baby, it's still, you're still morphing into a new type of mom. You definitely need the support. And, you know, we, we think we've come up with an awesome program. It's low cost. We want it to be low cost because we want it to be affordable for you. And if our program isn't uh, what you think you exactly need. There are some other programs out there that might be better suited to you, right? But definitely sign up for some sort of program online if you can, because you do need the support. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.